0: Welcome to the Clam Jammer's Podcast, the semi-erotic podcast exploring the strange world of smut and kitsch in all its forms. Welcome to the world of Shore, Miri, and Put-Upon-Penguin Crabsworth as they play, chat, and laugh their way through all of life's intimate topics. Come for the sex, stay for the weird.
1: Hello, everyone. It is your monthly Clam Jammers episode with Miriam Shore. Hello. Shore brought the legal pad. (laughs) (laughs) She's got her glasses on. She's here to school us today.
0: Yes, last time was the history of sex toys, and now we're diving into the history of pornography.
1: Which is awesome. Also, I have a feeling that... um. off-handed quip that I have, because I didn't know this until I looked it up. Originally, pornography and erotica were viewed as completely different streams, but as we collectively get more and more accepting of sexual AIDS, (laughs) (laughs) they're kind of, we're seeing them starting to merge together in recent decades, so isn't that interesting? So how would you... How would you separate
0: in your mind pornography and erotica?
1: Um, so the way it was originally done was like the idea of pornography was like this is shit to get off to, mm-hmm. and that it's it's the physical stuff that you're getting off to um, traditionally from the the male gaze, the male lens, of course. Whereas erotica is meant to build up the feelings of being turned on. It's not. Yeah. Like it's meant to actually be a whole process to, to get to the getting off point, to get to the sexy stuff. And then the sexy stuff is meant to be drawn out. And then it's also meant to more paint a picture for you. So it's not meant to be so blatant. It's meant to be a little bit more observational and enabling you to put yourself into that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And then if you move into performing arts, it gets really interesting because um, I think, I'm gonna go off on a very brief tangent (laughs) on this, just because the story was fascinating to me. So uh, often called the mother of modern dance is Martha Graham. And she started by doing, her stuff was very abstract and based on Greek myths when she started. And so she would often come out in like jersey dresses. She wouldn't have a bra on. Some of her stuff was transparent and see-through. Very modern dance is all about freeing the body. We don't have a corset on. We don't have ballet shoes on. We don't have a tutu on. We don't have any accoutrement. There's no high heels, anything like that. It's supposed to be about the body, very freeing. So she would perform in uh, variety shows i read her autobiography she doesn't call them variety shows but they were basically variety shows so she'd be going on at the same time as um in the same show as uh show and um mm. burlesque performers and the censors would come in they'd actually go backstage and check everybody at shows oh jeez. yeah so they'd come up to the showgirls and be like this is too high this is too high like no and then they'd be like they'd point to her and be like well what about her and she's standing there in like you know this um organza dress you can (laughs) see stuff like it's it's simple but it's like the fabric and everything you can see more and the censor said that's okay she's art Oh, geez. Yeah. So it's often there, there's always been this weird split between is the intention meant to be sexual or is the intention meant to be more ambiguous? And when that intention is different, that's when suddenly stuff gets classified as this is pornography and raunchy and this is artistic and erotica. And I feel like we're kind of starting to see a bit more of a merge of them happening in recent decades. Um, and that's why you end up with, if you ever read a lot of old feminist literature from the seventies, cause that's where um, anti-sex work feminism kind of started. It wasn't focused on erotica a lot of them made a distinction between erotica and pornography but the correct distinction that they should have been making was pornography where women are being exploited Mm -hmm. Um, pornography where women are not in control um i i would argue that um because nobody wants to tackle labor law in the sex industry you're going to have exploitation it's just like when you see an industry that doesn't have unions there's going to be exploitation. But it was particularly acceptable in the 70s. I find a lot of people forget that it was acceptable for teenage girls to be dating men in their late 20s and early 30s in North America. That was normal. It was frowned upon. In the 70s? Yeah, it was completely Uh, normal. Like, I've I've spoken to women older than me, and I was like, yeah, I was 16. My boyfriend was 23. Like, that wasn't a problem. And... So it's exploitation can really happen quite easily, especially in an unregulated industry. And now you add in underage people who really need money. You add some drugs, you add people who want to make money off of them. And you can see that happening. Was it everybody? No, obviously not. Wasn't it wasn't everybody. But to pretend it wasn't there, I I often have a problem with it. So that's that's Mm kind of like my lowdown on The the industry, my little Mm -hmm. tidbit, my note, because I always love to do a segue. So that's like, that's my little knowledge of it. And now, Shore's going to school us with her legal pad and her spectacles. And in my mind, she has a a laser pointer.
0: (laughs) I just bought a laser pointer yesterday. I'm not even shitting you. Oh
1: my God, this is amazing. shore (laughs) has got a laser pointer
0: now. I don't know. I
1: literally bought one yesterday. What the hell? That's amazing. So we are with Professor Shore, who's going to actually take us through the history of pornography. And in some cases, it's also classified as erotica, depending on what society you're in. So here we go. Just the time
0: that you're in, in history. Yeah. All right. Here Um, we go. So this is kind of, I'm hesitant to call it pornography, but the first earliest thing that you um, can find out there is the Venus of Willendorf, which I may be saying wrong, but it's basically a sculpture that's 28,000 years old. It's just a tiny little, it's four inches tall, um, but it's a very voluptuous naked woman that was carved, I believe, out a soapstone. And the I'm hesitant to call it pornography but when doing this research it kept getting brought up so we're gonna say that's kind of where it started Twenty-eight thousand years old so it's been around a while damn um,
1: yeah, i know <laughs> i wasn't expecting like twenty-eight thousand years old damn
0: wow um the next oldest thing i could find and this is a very this is a word I'm hesitant to even try to say. It's the kanji ashi menji petroglyphs. Um, basically carvings into cave walls. And they depicted kind of stick figure very geometric people, like their torsos were triangles and things like that. Um, with little like lines for penises. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm. So what you're saying is, when I do my sexy stick figures, I'm actually you're super call, accurate. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling back to this ancient art form. That's exactly. what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so yes, these are they were
0: discovered in northern China in the 1980s, but they date back at least 4,000 years. Um, oh, it's a lot of imagery of. Of sex acts themselves. Um, They have distinct pictures where like men are erect versus when the men are not erect. Um, They have ones where like one guy's just there with his, you know, hard dick and just surrounded by women worshiping him.
1: Of course uh so so even in ancient times the (laughs) fantasies remain the same yes
0: people people don't change mary people do not change
1: okay okay (laughs) i'm learning so much right now Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and what you're learning is that everything's the same um
1: nothing changes just the medium yes and
0: I discovered in that the saying is true, anything that can be made into pornography
1: will be made into pornography. <laughs> um, is now it- the time to ask about your internet search history?
0: I actually have a incognito window. <laughs> now. Because <laughs> I was like, some of this is too
1: much. Some of this is stuff I don't want. <laughs> oh no. Okay, sorry I interrupted you. So after we get these uh cave drawings you said they were in china yes they were discovered in northern china northern china so after we get to this where where does humanity take us um we're going to go back to babylon because of course
0: um the first anal pornography was found on uh, babylon terracotta uh that's four thousand years old as well um, it's believed to be the first depiction of anal sex and the Babylon were advanced at the time because they were one of the few cultures that knew what led to pregnancy. So it was believed it is believed that um, anal sex was practiced regularly and it was very normalized because um, with the intention of preventing pregnancy, which that long ago was was very rare to see. Uh, so yeah. Babylonians are advanced. <laughs> uh, in 600 BC, we have theater. And it wasn't super unusual for there to be um, nudity and, and, and sexual things within the storyline. It wasn't like a porn show. <laughs> it was just in the story itself, it'd be intertwined. And that was fairly uh, normal. And then we go to ancient Greece, which, again... <laughs> and then we go to Greece. <laughs> um, very, very free people, the Greeks. <laughs> um, we talked about in the last one, the sex pots, the the pottery filled with your olive oil lubricant that depicted various um, sex scenes.
1: So They're just that. being convenient, putting everything in one spot. Exactly. Like, that's what it is. It's, it's efficiency. But
0: in ancient Greek, there's there's a lot of pornography. Um, there's group, you know, depictions. There's homosexual depictions. It's variety of positions. It was it was a lot. They they really didn't have um, many relationships or anything that that they were too conservative about. The only thing was they did they did find um, being the submissive male in a homosexual relationship kind of insulting. So a lot of times, uh, like if you wanted to, to insult a man, you would imply that he was the, the submissive one in his uh, homosexual relationship. The homosexual relationship itself wasn't insulting. But just being that um, position was
1: so. Uh, that's interesting because it it's still today, depending on where you are, it could be a real insult. But in other areas, it's a tongue in cheek insult yeah. to be like you're the bottom. Mm-hmm. So that that's fascinating. It's been around that long. Yeah. Wow. People don't change. <laughs> you're right. You're right. The theme of today is people don't change. You're right. You're very right. I don't I don't know why I was fascinated by that. You're so right about that. <laughs>
0: uh, and then in Pompeii, because it is so well preserved tragically, um, we're seeing that there was a there's a lot of well-preserved art around the city and a lot of it is um, sexually explicit. And it's literally murals on walls that are this way. So you'd be walking down your city streets and it's completely normal to see uh, pornography just around you. it it was it was very normalized um it was extremely detailed and at times it could be extremely graphic and that was just normal it wasn't uh anything that people seem to shy away from as far as we know because obviously this was a long time ago
1: (laughs) i i mean if people don't change you know there was a there were some pearl clutching Karens and Trevors. Oh, that's true. Trevor's... Wait, wait, wait. Is Trevor the male version of a Karen? Um, So apparently Trevor is hated that name is hated on the same level as Karen. I didn't know that. Yeah, so technically it's, uh, it's Kevin and Trevor, Trevor and Karen.
0: I oh, I'm so out of the loop with the kids these days. <laughs>
1: Oh you kids. Um I I only know cuz somebody who's actually older than me told me that. So I don't know what that says about me. I have to get my information from people more in tune with the kids than I am. The kids. The kids. We're just we're just two old ladies chatting. That's what this about is about porn. Exactly. Okay, I
0: interrupted you again. Keep going. Oh, no, you're supposed to, because that's how we fill the time with, with banter. It's true. It's true. Um, so then we have books. Now, erotic books and, and books with, with prints within them that are, you know, sexually explicit exist. But prior to the print- printing press, obviously they were rare and they were very expensive. So it was something that only the elite really had access to um, because nothing could be mass produced.
1: So Uh, what I'm hearing is, if we wanna be super fancy, we need to get ourselves a handmade, (laughs) hand-painted, hand-bound porn book and and we will be the fanciest people. That's what I'm hearing. fanciest in all the land. We will be. This is my classy
0: tea. porn. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> you don't understand
1: you the meaning. <laughs> you peasants with your internet videos. Ha 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 ha. I have to turn these pages with gloves on so it does not deteriorate. <laughs> oh no! Oh, the sexy librarians are back. That's what we'd have. <gasps> yes. in our sexy library, it would be those. Those. You you can go in a private room, but you can't leave. Like and right. and, and there's security, security. outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, the sexy so like, librarians and a sexy security guard. Ah, this is in a parallel universe. We are so cool. That's all we I have are. To say. We are so cool. <laughs> in this in this alternate timeline listeners you have no idea how cool <laughs> alternate timeline us are they're so cool <laughs> all right so okay. obvi- obviously books hard to come by they printing press not created so you're getting like rich people porn here yes
0: and again it wasn't accepted widely um but also i mean Again, people don't change, things don't change, so the rich can get away with a lot. So okay, then we're going to go to when photography emerged. So then porn naturally came with it and there was a boom. Um, In the mid-19th century, France, it was very common to have, um, they call them cards, but it was just photographs of, you know, women in various positions doing various things, lots of nudity, that sort of thing was very popular in France and Americans tried to import it, um, but it was illegal to do so. There was a, it was called the Comstock Act in 1873, which was a federal statute that restricted the transport of obscene literature through the mail. So since the mail was a federally um, ran thing, they, they wouldn't allow the import of these cards from France. Um, but obviously that didn't stop people from trying. You know, you had prohibition, but people still were drinking all the time. It's sort of the same thing. And like, you can try and ban it, but people are going to find a way to get off.
1: <laughs> no, they are. It's so true. I I find it interesting that you said cards, because suddenly my mind, like, obviously later in the timeline of the world, there's. Uh, and it's popular now, too, is the. Um, uh, card decks, like playing card decks with the naked pose mm, ladies or the mm-hmm. pinup ladies. So I'm just like, oh, neat. It, people don't change. It's just a different medium.
0: <laughs> when you started to bring up cards, I started thinking of like,
1: <laughs> like Pokemon cards, but porn. You know they were trading those cards. You know they were. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> there is somewhere out there there were people where, like that was their some back thing. alley. Yeah. It was, like tr- trading their porn <laughs> cards. No, man, I don't want to drink, but like do you have like <laughs> this card? I'm looking for it. It's rare. <laughs> That's what was going on in those uh those speakeasies in the back.
0: <laughs> you know, it all makes sense. I could see that.
1: <laughs>
0: oh god.
1: Oh, so people um, the people are still going to get their porn. Yes. It's, It's just trickier. Exactly. Um,
0: And then I was shocked by this, just by how early it was. But the first porn film was in the 1880s. Um, And it was, there was pornography that were silent movies. So like it would have that little like piano-y music. And then it would go to a black screen where they have the letters of what the people are saying up and then it goes back to the scene cuz it's a silent film so they have to you know have the type on on screen
1: Could i you imagine actually... the the p if the pianist right <laughs> like right. what do, do they have like like a book that's like and this is the music you play for the porn
0: <laughs> like, i'm curious
1: yeah. now <laughs> um so in
0: 1920 it got more graphic Um, silent film porn, but I actually watched one while doing this research. First of all, the premise was dumb. Like, these two girls, so this porn, I'll just go over it. So these two girls were walking down a road, like, walking home, and this guy offers them a ride. (laughs) And they hop into the car, because I guess Stranger Danger didn't exist back then. Um, And then he ends up ends up pulling over at one point saying hey I'll be right back and he goes off into like the brush to go pee and the girls are like I wonder what he's doing and they follow him and they're like oh my god look it's his penis and then they of course because this is how everyone is they were super turned on by watching him pee and uh it ends up (laughs) yeah which is so ridiculous but okay um and this is all like a silent movie. It was so bizarre to watch. It was so bizarre. <laughs> and uh, he ends up, like they, they sneak back to the car before he can see that they were watching. And he ends up going back to the car and taking one out into the woods and just like immediately kissing her. Cause again, I guess- Cause that's he, j- he just
1: peed, that's what you do, right? Yes, after you, after your you pee, you're super horny, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I know for me. <laughs> <laughs> but if I know it's go time, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, okay. So he takes her to the woods and they- yeah, he takes
0: one of the girls to the woods. They start making out and he's like feeling her up and lifting her dress and all that kind of shit. And then the other girl gets bored in the car. By yourself. And so she goes out and finds them and sees it. And so as the other two are starting to get down and dirty, she actually like lifts her dress and you see everything. I was surprised at how graphic it was, just because I think of, you know, the 1920s as being far too conservative for something like this, but apparently I was wrong. Um but yeah, she lifts her dress and you see everything and she starts like masturbating to the other two to what she's saying, and then eventually it goes into like a group thing. Um But yeah, I was so surprised at, first of all, porn in silent film was just something I never would have imagined. And then how, how graphic and stuff this was for the time. I was very surprised Um, because I can't imagine people having the ability to watch movies at home at this point, because this is all on reels. It's not like there's VHS tapes.
1: In the yeah. 1920s. No, you're you're going to the theater to see Exactly. This. Or or um, rich people with private theaters invite their friends over. That's another but, option. Yeah. Yeah. But rich people,
0: man, get my stuff. <laughs> ha, ha. Curse you, curse you, rich people. So but, yeah, and it's so funny to have it because, like you mentioned, the piano. This whole this pornography is going with that like super upbeat piano to
1: it the whole time oh my time. god see i'm instantly when you said piano i'm thinking do 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 yes no <laughs> it was exactly like that no yes god! it was so upbeat and like I... <laughs> that's amazing but it was porn <laughs> sounds like something i would make as a joke like that's it does horrible. doesn't it oh my god oh god now apparently so apparently all the, the com- comedic scripts i write are just just reaching back to 1920s porn so really i'm an <laughs> artur. i'm an artist that's what this is right
0: you are an <laughs> artist wait a sec
1: you definitely are with my like period tea, totally. No god. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We just talk about that. <laughs> okay, but you that brought is... it into this world, Mary. We have to talk about it. Oh no! <laughs> but that is fascinating. Like it was. I really I... want. But it goes back to this notion. I don't remember what it is. I should have watched it and prepped for this, but I don't remember what it is. It was a documentary that was made. Can't remember what it was called, but it was about how basically a lot of the, once the internet came about, most of the technological innovations on the internet were driven by the porn industry. Okay, that was something I was going to talk about because I don't know
0: if you remember when um, HD first started to be a thing and we had... People were transitioning from DVDs, but you could get HD DVDs or you could get Blu-rays. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And the reason there was two main reasons why Blu-ray won the like high definition platform like Wars was because Sony had their PlayStation Blu-ray and because pornography backed Blu-ray. So that is why Blu-ray ended up winning over HD DVDs. Um, was partially because of Sony, but primarily because that's what the pornography industry went with.
1: So that's that's why we have Blu-rays today. That's (laughs) really cool. But yeah, but it goes back to like the, one of the, arguably, not not just the fact that it was the first like porn on movie format, but it's like one of the first silent films was a pornography, (laughs) like in which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to see it uh, you can't keep people away from their porn. That's that's really no. the lesson here. People want better porn all the time. So and but, easier yeah. access to it and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that they were a contributing factor in Blu-ray being yeah. winning that HD war. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's like, wow. <laughs> porn is powerful. It is has the power to move us in many ways.
0: Um so let's see silent movie. Um and then we go to of course the 1960s where you know we had the whole like sexual revolution. Um so Pornography became a lot more frequent. There were a lot more films. Obviously, at this point, uh, the technology had advanced enough that we're not having the (laughs) silent films with the piano music and stuff anymore. Um, But it became more commonplace, especially among the youth of the time, um, because we have the whole free love sort of thing going on. Um, And then in 1971 was the first homosexual porn film called Boys in the Sand um but that's where the the (laughs)
1: sorry boys just boys in the sound I'm just like that yeah that's like a classic title I don't even know I know nothing about it but I hear the title and I'm like yeah I I don't
0: really remember but I I feel like it was maybe I'm wrong but I feel like it was on the beach like that's I feel like that's why it was um
1: called that um, and see here, if we were like a radio show, I'd insert a sound of like Homer Simpson going, I have sand in my underwear. Very seductively. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I can only, I could only assume I would be disappointed if they did not include some mention about sand in the underwear in that <laughs> pornography. <laughs> I get the revolutionary first homosexual like pornography film. Uh, I get that, but. You, you need to acknowledge the sand in the room. <laughs> you need to acknowledge the sand in the room. Because well, exactly. I'm a weird person when it comes to stuff like this.
0: Well, this is not one I watched, so I can't say for sure. Ah! <laughs> but it's actually cool in a lot of ways, because not only was it like a widely available gay uh pornographic movie but it was also the first porn film to include on-screen credits for the cast and crew oh wow i know that's so cool not like the first gay porn film just the first porn film to have those on-screen credits um and then it was the first porn film to parody the title of a mainstream movie because it was to parody uh boys in the band which now is super common for pornography to uh, make fun or, or or be a part of an existing world. So like you know you have porn made from like Star Wars and shit like that. And I saw <laughs> I saw the only porn um, parody I ever saw was Clerks, which I hated. They made they made Dante and Randall women, and I will never understand why. Um, that's that's just lazy casting. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they didn't work at a convenience store. They worked at a sex shop.
1: Ah! Oh! So that was actually kind
0: of fun. I didn't mind that that change. But
1: uh, but did they do the
0: um, the dead guy in the bathroom? I don't remember. Honestly, this
1: was so long ago. Oh, um. or did they just go where? We're not tackling that subject. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen Clerks is probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? And what we're saying is watch Clerks so that you know what we're talking about.
0: Cause they, Kevin Smith has actually either just finished or within days of finishing filming for Clerks 3. Wow. I'm pretty excited about that. But it is exciting. Um, So yeah, Boys in the Sand was the first widely available homosexual porn film first to have on-screen credits for the cast and crew, um, first to parody the title of a movie, and it was the only X-rated porn film to be reviewed by the New York Times. I could not wow. find a review for it, but that's super impressive. So this movie was like groundbreaking in so many ways, and it was porn. That's oh, yeah. crazy. I know. That's crazy. And I'm kind of like jazzed that it was a homosexual porn film that
1: did all this groundbreaking stuff. No, it's really that's cool. cool. It's really cool. You know what? I'm a little disappointed we don't hear more about this film. Like, because maybe that's it's really bad. Neat. <laughs> it could be really it bad. Could, yes. It could be really it bad. Be, you you know what? If if somebody out there has has seen it. You should let us know if it's is it really bad? Is it really bad? Or or does it does it deserve all of its hype? <laughs> all of the hype. All of the hype. Does it deserve <laughs> all of the hype? Or is it just is it something where it's like it was groundbreaking for its time, but we don't want to talk about it anymore? Like which is I it? could see that. Yeah. So let uh, us know.
0: <laughs> so you know, obviously once we're getting into film, we're getting into kind of modern day. Uh, We already touched on the whole Blu-ray HD HD DVD thing. Um, And nowadays, I mean, obviously we have porn in a variety of forms.
1: There is a plethora of choice out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. There was... so after i made all these notes because i did my research not in incognito mode oh no so um i was suggested a video which i can't find i didn't end up watching the video but it got me curious because the video was about the history of tentacle porn
1: oh no they did wasn't it was it Five or 10 years ago now, they did the first live action tentacle born. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so I want to specify no animals were used. So it was, they got an actual woman and they made like animatronic tentacle arms and stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. not surprised. So that that's why I'm saying it was the first live-action tentacle porn because if we're gonna use animals, it's some form of bestiality necrophilia right, of or a combination of the two. And I draw a line at that. Call me a prude if you must, but that is the <laughs> animals. Title.
0: Animals can't give consent, so I am on board with you 100. Yeah.
1: And neither can dead body parts. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I can't remember what year it happened in, but I think it was in the last decade they did the, it was this big thing. It was actually in mainstream media. I'm surprised that it was animatronics and not like CGI just for
0: the tentacles, like using a real woman, but having CGI tentacles. Maybe it was CGI. Oh.
1: And I'm just just misremembering. This is another thing. If you, if you have an ability to contact us, please let us know. (laughs) <laughs> Call this 1 800 number. We have, I don't have the email memorized, but we do have an email. Is it on
0: our website?
1: It's no. on our website. It's I thought it website. was on our website. It will be on our website if it's not. So, So email us. Yeah, email us. Let us know. That'd be great. Or tweet at us. That's fine too. Yes, and not just about bestiality and tentacles. Yeah, no, we, we're <laughs> but, genuinely curious if the what was the what was the gay porn name again that was groundbreaking? Uh, the boys in the sand. Yeah, is the boys in the sand? Does it still hold up today, or or is it something where it's like it was groundbreaking for the time, but now we don't talk about it?
0: Yeah, there's so many shows where I I watch them. I'm like, ooh, this couldn't be made today. Yeah, I, and I, I watched. Didn't even notice. <laughs>
1: Um, I found out that, like, YouTube, you can go and watch house uh, episodes, but it's, by the way, everybody, if you're hearing a strange rumbling, my cat is right beside the mic purring. Oh, I love that so much. So it is not my stomach, I want you to know that, but (laughs) I, I unfortunately do not have the ability to edit out a cat purring, so you're gonna hear this cat purring. I don't hear it this time. (laughs) Okay, well... In case anyone else catches it, there you go. Um, shit, what was I saying? I swore, who cares? House, <laughs> episodes of House. House, House episodes, but in Are 10 Are we minutes. not allowed to swear? I'm sorry. What? We can swear. Okay. <laughs> it's our <laughs> podcast. Like, we can swear. It's like, is um, there a reason we can't? <laughs> I can watch, so you can watch like a House episode, but it's in 10 minutes. So it's just the stuff about the case, which I mm-hmm. friggin' love, right? Um, but so the the thing is though, one of the episodes it was about this um, woman, who it's eventually found out that she's technically um, hermaphroditic and has undescended oh, testicles. Um, yes, I, I I saw that episode. Yeah, and the my problem with it was, house keeps saying he. Oh, And I'm kind of like, that was a poor choice because hmm. we've, I, I stay, this is a little off from pornography, but I just from my own like friends and my own interests, I kind of try to stay up to date on like a lot of um, the women in sports debates. And that has been an issue. I know one athlete, she... Absolutely, she was amazing. Her country tested her against her knowledge and found out she had, like, undescended testicles and tried to make her out to be a man. Oh, jeez. And, and I'm just, I'm kind of like, no, that's actually not correct. And she she is a, like... If, if you want to follow um, textbook definition of genders, the reality is a lot of women don't meet that they can't give birth for some reason for different reasons um or like mastectomies you lose your breasts hysterectomies Mm -hmm. you lose your uterus like all of these things that because the quintessential woman thing is the ability to give birth to a new life and you even end up with women who just have miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage and that's a constant thing that you hear is am i even a real woman and that's a and it is quite an insult and to heartbreaking. have heartbreaking yeah to have hurled at you as well is so yeah speaking of like stuff that doesn't necessarily hold up today i was a little bit like i got that it was in house's character to do that mm-hmm. and i also understood yeah he's a dick and i also got that like apparently her the male in the room was her father and he had raped her so i think it was him saying that was more to like make that that guy be disgusted with himself but it was also just sort of like that's you're dealing quite a heavy blow to somebody
0: i remember that scene because she actually ends up flashing yeah
1: and being like look at me i'm a woman yeah And I'm just like, yeah, that's a, that's a person who needs, like, if this was a real life situation, that one, that's an HR nightmare. Yes. Um, (laughs) But, but two, that's somebody who needs a lot of extra help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a major identity crisis. Um, But yeah, speaking of things that don't hold up today, that's an example of one where I'm like, oh, that wasn't dealt with quite the way that it could have been. Especially considering stuff like I think um a big thing that came out was I can't remember her name, but she's a runner from the States was um Nike wanted to cut her pay by 70% because she was pregnant. Pregnant, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um I, I have to admit it was it's not okay. And that's not to say it's invalid for women to choose not to have children. You could absolutely choose not to have children. It's just It it always comes back to the moment you do something that is very female, you get invalidated as a person, Mm -hmm. which is very
0: kind you're just a mom.
1: Yeah. And you're it doesn't matter that you have gold medals (laughs) or you got them after like I was just like, holy shit, she won medals after Like, really smashing a lot of those um, stereotypes. Well, there
0: was also an issue, and I I wish I knew more of the details, but they were saying some women had too much testosterone, and it's not fair. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's they're not taking testosterone. There'd be one thing if they were taking it. This is the testosterone their bodies naturally produce, so you can't say that they have an unfair advantage. This is just how they exist this is their natural form and they are women in every definition of it just because you're mad that they're physically strong doesn't invalidate the fact that they are women
1: no exactly and it's um it it's it's kind of it's very much trying to put women in a box again like and it's and it's when you get down to the base of it
0: that's what it is
1: yeah and it's it's not fair like are we not all people it's just it's just like how i'm I'm very fascinated to see um women's bodies because it's been almost a hundred years of the Mm -hmm. c-section probably closer to somewhere depending on where you are and what you had access to probably closer to 30 to 50 years of cesareans that weren't cutting through muscular tissue in the stomach So that means you've got women who have narrower pelvises, which is often considered a masculine trait, um, who are able to give birth without dying, but then also they don't have to worry about having muscular tissue torn apart in the wrong way and not healing back properly. So I'm quite curious to see how um, that affects the fact that women can now have different body types and not, lose out in the gene pool for those traits as it were That's a good point yeah so and i realize now that i'm saying it a out i probably won't be alive to see the results of this because humans live quite It'll long. take time yeah yeah it's it's not like we're talking about mice here or insects and like a few generations is only a couple of years it's like we're talking about a couple centuries here but it is an interesting thing to think about and to contemplate um Yeah. But this was a fascinating discussion on pornography and um... history. I I have to go back
0: to the tentacle porn because this image has been on my screen and I want to get rid of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right yeah. And now now that we've done our, our serious interlude, <laughs> we're gonna get back to the stuff that you all are list you all come here to listen for. So let's check out this tentacle porn because that that really is one of the big things that's come up in the last couple te- decades is like all these niche Oh genres. It's a lot older than that. Oh gosh. So, that's why I wanted to bring it up,
0: because it is, it's so old. Like, it's been around forever. So, do you know the the Great Wave of Kanagawa, which is that really famous image of just a wave? Yes. Yes, okay. So, the artist who made that made a woodblock print called the dream of the fisherman's wife which is a naked woman going uh, so she has a very very large octopus in between her legs going down on her like it's performing lingus on her
1: um, I've seen this okay and I then there's another
0: this. one like making out with her and it's got like a little tentacle around her boob and shit so the same artist who did the great wave which is an incredibly famous image even if you don't know what I'm talking about like if you saw it most people would immediately recognize it um, so that famous woodblock print artist made tentacle porn so yeah So it's been around in Japan, it's an ancient art form in Japan, and it's been there for a very long time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I forgot, see, I forgot about that, I am just like, yeah, it does make you wonder about how long other niche porn genres have been around. Right. And now now my mind is going to areas that I'm just like, no, I don't want to talk about that today. (laughs) I don't, we're not talking about it. But sorry, so I have a friend. Uh, get this. I have more than one friend. Shore is not my only friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a friend who uh, frequently goes through months long, month long bouts of insomnia. Oh, and no. she informs me of what she finds on her Internet rabbit holes. Oh, no. Yeah. So. She And she does this because she likes to see my reactions. So she's the one where like, I found out about Vore from, and she's the one where I found out about like, apparently people get sexually uh, aroused from uh, balloon popping and squishing things. I found Um, out about the balloon popping one from Bob's Burgers. Oh, wow, (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. Have you ever seen that show? I've seen some, I haven't seen it in order. So I need to sit down and just watch it. There's an like, episode. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that it's was just fine. so funny to me. Um,
0: the wife, Linda, her parents moved to a retirement community and the family goes to visit them. And it turns out it's a swingers community. And the, fam- the parents are about to get kicked out because they're not participating in any of the like events or the lifestyle or anything. Um, and Bob doesn't want them to get kicked out because then they'll have to move in with him. And so he tries to get them to like participate and he asks the dad, the grandfather, whatever, uh, what he's into. And it's the balloon popping. Like <laughs> he wants his wife to sit, like sit on a balloon so he can see it pop and stuff. And so it's very interesting.
1: You <laughs> know, I remember I had to, uh, back in the day, I was hired to teach at, like, this resort weekend where they rented out a whole hotel.
0: It was a swingers
1: weekend. Oh. And I... Kudos to you if you do it. It's not my thing. And part of the, like, thing was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna provide you a room. The room they provided was beside the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I want... And it wasn't See, here's the thing. When you say dungeon, people th- people think like, you know, nice furniture and all of this stuff. It absolutely was not that. It was a conference room Ooh. with like whatever people had on hand that they could transport with them, which is not the super nice stuff that you think right, about. Of course. It's not that. And also, again, I'm not super into swinging. And I'm also not super into doing stuff in public. It's just not my, it's not my thing. Um, Well, I do stuff in public when I know people can't see me, if that makes sense. If I'm actually exhibiting, that's not really my thing. Right. But um, yeah, so I find this out and I was like, great. So thankfully a friend of mine who lived in the area their parents were out of town and so i got to sleep at their place because i was like i, <laughs> I am not i know i'm dungeon. not yeah i was like i'm not getting sleep and i know i need my sleep so <laughs> yeah I, ch- I chose sleep above hearing people in a dungeon beside my room <laughs> what an <laughs> interesting life you've led mary I, yeah saying it out loud i'm like you know not a lot of people have experienced that that <laughs> probably is a bit weird there you go. There's, Can I ask what you were teaching? Um I was teaching people so uh I was teaching people how to do introductory twerking. Oh my god. Yeah. So like I'm the person that you the, like I'm the person that you see before you take a class with like the experts and um the the name that comes to mind is G's Louise um who's in the states. I think is she in LA now? I know she was in Chicago. Um, but anyway, that the uh, she's one of the people who taught me. So like, I, I view it as like, I'm that introductory person you see before you see like the, the big people, mm-hmm. the, the awesome people. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I was teaching. And I have to admit, I was kind of like, so here's the thing. They didn't have me teaching in a conference room Apparently today is like, Miri tells an embarrassing story. They didn't have me (laughs) teaching in a conference room. They had me teaching in the atrium area, which is pool and hot tub and like a bunch of the rooms have balconies that can look out onto this. (gasps) And it's a flagstone-like floor. So it's not even and you don't have a ton of room. And of course people are, are nervous. So I had like a group of maybe six ladies. And the thing is... Uh, twerking is, you can twerk if you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. You can twerk if you're non binary, as long mm-hmm. as you've, you've got something, you got, you got a booty. <laughs> if you are walking, you can twerk. Like, there you go. Actually, and I'm fairly sure, even if you were in a wheelchair, you could figure out a way to twerk. That's no problem. One of the funnier ways to twerk is, um... You can do the same moves, you can, several of the moves that you can do to jiggle the the butt, the glutes, you can do to jiggle a penis. Oh, God. So I'm the person who's just like, hey, dick tassel, come on. Like, (laughs) it's funny. So, of course, I'm trying to be like myself there, but it's, there's something about like friggin', So, so many dicks, so many people are half naked because that's what they're Mm -hmm. doing in the atrium. And when they started realizing what I was teaching, they started encircling us. Oh, no. Which isn't the best environment for teaching to to begin with, especially people who are shyer. Shy. Um, And then... I noticed what some of them are wanting to do. They're not doing it, but they're wanting to do it. And I was just like, I don't want... It was. I was suddenly struck with, like, I don't want to be here because I'm not giving you permission to do that in front of me. I'm here to teach. I just happen to be in the atrium area. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I was even asked to... I was asked to do a drop split and then twerk in it, which is one of the, the few tricks I can do and more than happy to do it. And then I realized the reason why I was being asked to do it is because the woman wanted her husband to see it because he was getting turned on. Ugh. And I was just like, OK. And that was when I was like, yeah, we need to sleep somewhere else. That's what's happening. We need oh to sleep God. somewhere else. It's also. And I got to tell you, I'm not against the lifestyle. What I what I don't like is what it's like. I clearly was not there to turn people on. Exactly. Please don't do that, obviously, in front of me.
0: Well, it's it's a matter of consent. Yeah. And, and it's, you have consent, have not consented to being involved in that.
1: Yeah. So it was it was an interesting experience to say the least. It was an interesting experience. Um, but everybody wanted... Because uh, I actually have booty tassels that I can put on over shorts. There's booty tassels? Yeah, I make, I make booty tassels. Um what? <laughs> Yeah, I actually make them tear away as well, uh, which, oddly enough, is easier to get them on. But what I use is I use a stretch elastic with, the, um, with sequins built into it, so then hmm. you don't... Because I'm very... Um, uh, well, I'm rough. And then um, Reggie, who I, I costume quite a bit, she's extremely rough with her stuff. So like rhinestones and things, that doesn't work. But uh, the the elastic band with the uh, sequins p- built into it is quite good. But what's hilarious is when I actually tell people how much the supplies cost. Mm. Because it actually takes... Uh, between 3 and 4 yards on like a medium-sized person to make the booty tassels with that elastic and that elastic is 10 dollars a yard. Oh. Yeah. So it's um I, when I was there like I oh you should be selling these. You this would fly off the shelves, blah blah blah. And I was just like it wouldn't because just the, the supplies. Just the supplies. Um you're looking at 40 to 40 to 50 dollars just for supplies and then you add on the um i think uh if i if i really wanted to i could get it done in an hour but if right. you add that labor cost you're still looking at almost 100 dollars. and packaging and shipping and all this other yeah stuff. I mean, there's so much involved with that kind exactly of so it's it's one of those things where like um it's why I tend to only sew stuff for either myself or my friends because <laughs> well, I'm just like, it's it's a present to me or do you know what I mean? Or it's something that I just I want to do for fun. Well, or that's wanna... the thing
0: with me starting to make plushies. And I've had a couple of people say tell me that I should sell them and stuff. And it's like, even if I pay myself like a dollar an hour of the materials alone, you're not going to want to pay that much for a stuffed animal you're going to want to just go get something that's mass produced. It's, it's not really viable for me to sell plushies for, for profit or for an extra income. It's just not something that I can really do. I've made them for myself and I've made them as gifts. Um, but I don't think I'd ever sell them just because it, the the price point would be far too high.
1: It, exactly. Like, I think, Um. what was it? I made... I made a costume several years ago from scratch and I shocked myself with how much the supplies cost. Mm. And then I decided I was going to remake that costume, but I was kind of like, I don't have the space to do all the cutting and stuff like that. So what I did was um, I sourced a base that I could adapt. And when it arrived, that's when it suddenly struck me how much the supplies for the original cost. And I was like, this is a base was several hundred dollars cheaper than the fabric cost of the other one Mm -hmm. and then the amount of what I was going to put into this one was again it was still going to be significantly cheaper than the version I had made myself and also significantly less labor and less cutting and people forget about that when you're you're making something is there's a lot of planning and cutting involved before you actually get to it's like construction there's a, there's a lot of prep work before you actually get to build, it. Yeah. Which I, which you know very well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's something I find people really do forget. Like uh, plushies too. Like I've tried. Bless you for making them. <laughs> the end result is just so cute. It is really. I I've seen them and they are adorable. It's it's like a. you 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 could do like little stories of your plushies like little pictures on instagram telling stories of their goings on during the day oh my gosh he's so cute uh but yeah i realize we've gone on a bit of a a tangent we always do we do we do but they they got a fun story about how like (laughs) Beary taught introductory twerking to a group of swingers. I don't have any comparable story
0: to that at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot think of a single thing I can say. Well, you had a couple really good ones that I could top the last couple (laughs) episodes we did. Um, I will be mentioning that, uh, so this episode is coming out, but it actually was not the first one we recorded this month but this one is coming out first uh, mm-hmm. so the next one it's September's a special month you're getting two and it's an interview and Shore got the interview Shore, Shore's the not just the sexy librarian with the legal pad she's a sexy librarian with the Rolodex <laughs> <laughs> would you like to say what, who the interview was with? So we
0: interviewed this guy, Eli, one of the voice actors of this community, if you do not know who he is. He recently finished a Choose Your Own Adventure series of um, audios that was called The Lessons Series. I believe there was nine episodes, I believe. Um, It's available on his Patreon. So if you, um, are interested, uh, that's where you can get it. So we interviewed Eli about, um, the process and, and what it was like and everything. Uh, I don't know, but I have not seen anyone else doing like a choose your own adventure type of thing. So what happened was his patrons would vote. He would release a poll every two weeks, I believe. Um, and they would vote on what they wanted to see in the next episode, what decisions the listener was making, um, so yeah, we interviewed him on, on the goings-on with that, what it was like, and and we had fan questions for him. So it's really interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, we're we're being super nice to everybody in September with a double episode. Like how awesome. How I cool like how we? you said
0: I'm the one with the Rolodex, but you met Eli first.
1: <laughs> 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 Let's not split hairs. Um <laughs> And then in October, because I'm personally super excited about this, uh, we'll be doing we'll be doing quizzes about what our sexy Halloween costumes should be, something along those lines. And we're also going to be talking about sex toys in disguise. And if you haven't been following the Twitter, Shore is going to be doing a review, her first mm. review. Like great, right? I
0: love Hama. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So That's I have tough. to do some testing. For educational purposes. Purely educational.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us again, everybody. Bye. I hope you learned something. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Clam Jammers podcast. Check us out at clamjammers.ca for all your current needs. Hello and welcome. Shut up, Grandpa.